In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So find that old guy, make him your mentor, make him your battle buddy, make sure you highly respect this guy as an older guy, and let him walk with you so that you can become your best version. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Men in the Arena Podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm here with my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Jim. Hey, we got a lot to go through today, so let's just jump on into our man law. And uh, what do you got for me? I want to tell the guys, get your families to church. My family, we've been doing the online church thing, but it's time to get back to church. And I believe that if you don't, if I don't, then there's going to be some negative consequences in my family with my kids. Uh, All of that, there's so much that goes on by being in that fellowship. So uh, I'm going to say, guys, you need to get back to church. Well, I think that's a huge issue, and it's it's something that's mandatory. Like, every one of our board members uh, is asked to be involved, highly involved in their local church, and if they aren't, they just aren't going to be board members anymore. You are very involved in your local church. I'm a, I'm a deacon. I was the lead elder of our church, but I, I just was too busy to commit to that, so now I'm a deacon in charge of the men's ministries in my church and a regular uh, teacher on Sunday, and I love that, and that's so important, guys. We've got to plug in, which kind of goes to our topic today, Dale. I want to go back to a booklet that I received from Robert Lewis and his organization, Better Man, and we had CEO Tom Wilson on here recently. They did a survey, and the survey is called The Five Essentials to Engage Today's Men. It's excellent, excellent material, a little alarming, but they surveyed... 1,593 U.S. men, 1,000 were, quote, I'm putting this in quotes, practicing Christians, and the other 593 men were from among the general population, and they were either listed as non-practicing Christians, so they said, I'm a Christian, I just don't go to church, or not Christian at all, okay? So for just for the sake of the survey, two groups, practicing Christians and non-practicing men, okay? And and so it was really interesting, and I want to bring something out because they discovered something that may be the most critical factor in a man's well-being, a man's overall satisfaction in life. And it was interesting because 
most of the survey, I didn't think there was a great distinction between Christian men and non-Christian men. They both seem to say the same things, but in this one category, practicing Christian men were dramatically, scored dramatically higher. But here, here is one alarming statistic for me. So so only 37% of practicing Christian men under 35 think sex before marriage is a sin. Only 37, I don't understand that, because the Bible clearly teaches that it is, so it was weird. And of the guys that are over 35, only 50, 50% of practicing Christian men. So it makes me wonder if uh, maybe Barna could have redefined the word practicing better, because clearly these guys aren't practicing Christians, yeah. right? And then 33% of single practicing Christian men under 35 are living with a girlfriend, which is equal to that of non-Christian men. So I'm going again, guys, what Bible are you reading? I mean, you know, I mean, we're, we're living the same way as non-Christians. Here's one for you. And this all makes sense when you read this statistic. 42% of practicing, again, practicing Christian men under 35 believe homosexuality is a sin. Only 42% think that. So, I mean, basically, 60% of Christian men think, oh, that's fine, do whatever you want. Well, and of, and of course, because they believe sex before marriage is okay, Who? I guess it doesn't matter if you're having sex with a man or a woman, because it's okay. And then uh, 54% of those over 35 believe this. So we've got a problem in America uh, with our obedience to the Bible. However, in this one area, there was a vast, a vast difference between practicing Christian men and non-practicing Christian men. And this is what I want to share with you. This is uh, dealing with a man's well-being and overall satisfaction in life. And guys, you need to hear me on this. I know I've been beating this drum forever. I'm going to continue to beat this drum. As an organization, we are in the middle of formulating a program to help you, to drastically help you. So stay tuned. Be engaged in our website. Uh, make sure you're reading our equipping blast. If you aren't getting our equipping blasts, you need to subscribe to that. This is going to help you right here. Now listen to this. Of these men, in dealing with relationships, the relationship with your marriage, the relationship with your children, and the relationship with your friends. So this survey measured the connection between having a confidant and a man's well-being and overall satisfaction in his life. With practicing Christian men, 68% were satisfied in their marriage because they had a confidant, and only 38% of non-Christian men. So half. With the children, the number was 55% versus 28%, and with friendships, the number was 36% versus 11%. In other words, men who had a confidant in their lives were twice as more twice as satisfied in life and overall healthy than guys that did not. Hmm. That's a huge statement to me. What that tells me is if you want to have a satisfied life and if you want to be the most holistic human and the best version of yourself, you have to have somebody in your life, at least one other dude that you can say is your confidant. Some people call that a battle buddy. Some people call say, you know, who's got your six? Some people say that's my band of brothers. Some people call that the two o'clock in the morning friend. Some people say it's an accountability partner. But to have that guy or a couple guys like that is a game changer. 
So now let's look at the connection. Let's say that guy in your life is a generation above you, right? He's older than you. So the they measured the connection between intergenerational friendships and a man's well-being and overall satisfaction in life. And they found that in marriage, the numbers are 63% for the practicing Christians to 54% for the non-Christians. Relationships with the children, 54% for the Christian guys versus 30% for the non-Christian guys. And then for friendships, it was 33% versus 16%. In other words, again, overwhelming if you have an older dude in your life who acts as a confidant or a guy who will advise you, you are going to be twice as likely to be satisfied with your life and be holistically a better version than the man who does not believe in Christ, which would empower him and enable him to have a confidant. What am I saying? What what do you hear me saying, Dale? (laughs) Well, I'm right now thinking of businesses who hire somebody to come in and show them what they need to do to make their business better and more successful. And they thrive. So why wouldn't we do that with our personal life? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're handing this to a man on a silver platter. And we're saying, guy, you need to find at least one guy in your life. He can be your age or he can be a generation above you to advise you. Now, a lot of guys listening to this podcast right now are lonely. And guy, I know if you're that guy, listen to me. You may be saying right now, I don't have a guy like that in my life. I've got the easiest recipe for you in the world. You're going to laugh at how easy it is. You're going to say, no, this doesn't work. And then in six months, you're going to write me a letter, an email, apologizing, saying, this changed my life. Go to your church. Well, if you don't go to a church, okay, start going to a church. (laughs) If you're not going to a local church, I think you understand how valuable the local church is to us. In your local church... Find an older dude in the church who you highly respect. You will know who that guy is instantly. Walk up to him and say, hey, I need to find a man in my life who can be an advisor and confidant. Can we start meeting weekly? And there's an old guy rule out there that says the old guys pay for the coffee. So he, you invite him to do this, he will pay for it. It's a win-win. And then he becomes a man who you can build a relationship with. I've had several, several men like that in my life. It is a game changer. So find that old guy, make him your mentor, make him your battle buddy, make sure you highly respect this guy as an older guy, and let him walk with you so that you can become your best version. I, I feel like it's pretty simple. Yeah. Guys just have to do it. So guys... Uh, I want to encourage you to do that. So, Dale, what's next, man? Drive us home. Yeah, guys, get on over to meninthearena.org and get your free book from us and leave us a positive review. And if you can't figure out how to leave a positive review for the podcast, just email us at info at Until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.